Thank you for joining us. My name is Carl Beckett, Leadership Coach, and my podcast today is to share some practical tips to help improve our communication delivery in the virtual video world. I'm gratefully joined today by Duncan Lewis, Communications Trainer, who's going to share some of his ideas with us. A little bit of background of Duncan. He is a former director in professional theatre and a business link advisor and trainer. Today, Duncan is a Princess Trust mentor and specializes in helping people with presentation skills and public speaking in businesses and in education. Duncan loves going to the theater, is a magpie of a music lover, a passionate football supporter, and when away from the terraces, you can find him wild swimming in the sea or hiking across the North York Moors and Dales. So, my first question to you today, Duncan, is we're all having to get used to video now, dipping our toe in, learning good habits and perhaps not so good ones. Why should we continue to embrace and use video for the future, instead of just, say, picking up the phone or meeting up face-to-face -face when we can? What are the benefits of using video? Well, I think video has been and will continue to be just so convenient for all of us to be able to use. Uh, I, I use a range of video platforms, but I also use the good old fashioned telephone. And it really depends on, in my case, on my client's requirements. I think that the main benefit is, is the, clearly the ability to reach large numbers of people that, that would just not be possible if you were meeting face to face. But there are also obviously environmental and, and, and cost saving uh, benefits, which can also be preferable, of course. In my case, though, I, I think I, for me, I admit that my, for my type of training or coaching, I think I achieve greater impact working face to face. Yes, and what, what do you think the benefits of, I mean, you talked about there's teams, but what about one-on-one? -on -one? What do you think the benefits there of using video on a one-to-one, -one? so if you're doing a staff review um, through video? Well, I think the benefits are that, you know, as opposed to doing nothing and just postponing uh, the face-to-face, the, -face, the, the, the benefits are that you can have some, obviously, some in-depth in quality time with the person and whilst you are not face to face and obviously you can't see the whole of the person it's challenging always to read body language but you can obviously get across your message clearly and uh, you can listen to the other person and i think it's a very it, it it is and has been and will continue to be a very useful tool no thank you Duncan. and what any limitations do you think with video as a tool for communication well, I think there are a couple of obvious ones. I mean, clearly the technology is not foolproof. And, uh, you know, with the best one in the world, I've been on, uh, on, on video meetings where the technology has just simply failed. Yes. And, you know, there's not a great deal that you can do about that. And I think we, you know, we're not living in a perfect world. And I think most people understand that. So that, that, that's one, certainly that's one challenge. 
I also think you have to be very disciplined in the way that you use video because it is very tiring. We might talk about this a little later. Mm. It is very tiring and you're having to concentrate a great deal more, I believe, than when you are face to face. So I think using it in a very disciplined way is important. No, thank you. We're going to come into that later. And one of the things I wanted to ask is how important is when you're talking to the camera, uh, you know, that we ensure eye contact on video? Well, I think it's very important because the golden rule is, you know, clearly we have to see you and we have to hear you. And ideally, you should have your camera in line with your with your own eyes so the eyes in line with the camera and also another consideration of course is to have uh, appropriate lighting and and the right physical environment around you in order to display both a, a personal but also a professional image Yes, and I've found when I've been presenting is to try and to remember to look at that camera, isn't it, rather than the screen where you're visually seeing everybody. I think that's really important. Absolutely, absolutely. And I have a <laughs> on my uh, next to my my camera, I have a little a little sticky piece of paper with a smiley face on it. A, a, a because it reminds me to keep uh, my 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 voice and my facial expressions upbeat. But also, it acts as a focal point for me to be able to look at the camera and not, as you say, at yourself on the screen. Yeah, that's a good tip. And what, you know, do you, you know, you've touched on there about reading, trying to read body language um, when you're doing that sort of one to one to say review. But do you have any tips on uh, body language when addressing your audience on camera? Yeah, it's, it's challenging because. It depends on what you're doing. And of course, it depends on whether you are sitting or whether you're standing. Uh, for me, um, a good place to start is to position yourself in what is known as neutral. And this is where, whether you're actually, whether you're sitting or you're standing, your feet are shoulder width or hip hip or shoulder width apart because then you are very balanced and it keeps you very upright whether you're sitting as i say or or, or standing yeah it's fine to be animated it's fine to you know use your hands as much as you feel you know you would naturally do so but i do think that positioning yourself in in this neutral position is a very good and open way of presenting your body language. Yes. And, and do you find uh, sitting or standing is any difference or is it just very much what people's preference are? I think it's, yeah, I think it's down to personal preference. Uh, I, I find it very difficult to sit, sit for too long. And sometimes, not particularly on a one-to-one, -one, admittedly, but sometimes I've been known to turn my camera off and get up and walk around and stretch a bit before, <laughs> before turning my camera back on when I want to speak or say something. Yeah. But it, I think it's very much a personal preference. Okay, so thanks for that. And 
how, how conscious do we need to be about energy levels and maintaining our energy throughout a presentation? I mean, you touched on there, you know, um, and it's not, if you're in a group, you can turn it off and go up and stand. But if you're actually presenting, how do we, you know, our energy levels maintaining that? Yeah, I think that's a really important point, Carl, because as I said earlier, it, it can be very tiring due mainly to, to the concentration levels needed, particularly, as you say, when you are presenting yourself. For me, I try to keep my sessions for the training, the coaching that I deliver online, I try to keep my sessions maximum 45 to 50 minutes before taking a 15 to 20 minute break. For, that's for, of course, for the participants, the attendees, but also, but also for myself. I also think it's important not to just simply talk. I think it should be made as interactive as possible. And I think there's various ways you can do this, of course. There are exercises that you can do. There are polls that you can use, quizzes and questions that you can ask, and also using props. I'm not the greatest fan of, uh, of slides, as I think you may know, Carl. But, uh, but I do think, you know, you can introduce other things like props to make it more interesting. Yes, yeah, so that's sort of being creative, isn't it? Um, to maintain not just your energy levels, but the audience's. Yeah, I think you do have to be creative. And I think, you know, there's nothing off limits, really, because if you keep it if you keep it creative and you keep it fresh for you, the chances are it's going to come across as fresh or fresher for those people taking part. So I think, yeah, be as creative as you feel it's appropriate to be. And I noticed, because I was going to touch on this later, which was, you know, how long should we be staring in front of a screen? And it, 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 it is a different level of concentration, I think, than just a face-to-face -face presentation. You, you talk about 45 minutes as a good yeah, for, um, slot and then what you have a 20 minute break. Yeah, because, you know, I run uh, most of our, most of our training delivery is delivered in a day when it's face to face. And I have split that up into two, three hour sessions. And so two half day sessions effectively, because I think a day is, is clearly too long, but in that three hour or half day session, we will run a couple of 45 to 50 minute sessions, take the appropriate breaks in between, as I mentioned, and we'll have a 15 or 20 minute evaluation or wrap up at the end. And that's your three hours done. Mm. And that for me is enough. Otherwise, yeah. I just, it's simply too much. And I think it's also, you know, when you're doing a, a team meeting, uh, you know, we've sat in meetings, um, I have historically, and, and run them, and they've gone on for longer than you ex wanted them to. And I think it's just about trying to keep that discipline, isn't it, on a video conference call. And, yep. you know, 45 minutes seems to be a good time, I think, uh, to then have a break. Yeah, I mentioned it earlier about uh, remaining disciplined, and that's what I was alluding to, really. Keep to the agenda keep to your time i think you know if anything finish slightly earlier uh and as you know one of the expressions i use a lot is less is more and mm. i think if you keep to that agenda and you keep it to tight time deadlines then i think that's preferable no thank you and 
you know, I, sometimes audio quality can be varied on video. Noise distractions occur. I'm not sure if you could hear my dog barking in the background. But apart from pressing someone's mute button, what can we do to help project our voice across on, say, a video team conference call? That's an interesting one because the first thing I would say is, which I noticed a lot of people doing, particularly in the early days of lockdown, when people perhaps not so experienced at using different video platforms, the first bit of advice I would say is don't shout. <laughs> because try to speak, try to speak normally uh, as you would face to face. So the first thing we would think would be don't shout. The second would be, I think, allow for some lag because again these video platforms are not perfect tools and there is still i find a slight or there can be a slight delay or i try to leave a slight pause when the other person is speaking before i will respond or reply so i think to be just be aware of that really yeah, it's a really good point. And I think you've touched on it with me before. It's about having that pause in your presentation, isn't it? I think so. It allows, it allows all sorts of things. It allows you time. It allows the other person time. And it, it, it's just a very, very powerful tool. And the final point I would make on that is I think to, with the voice itself, just to keep the voice animated and modulated. And this is a really important area. And it's why when I run my coaching training sessions online that i that i work with a voice and body language coach because to actually recognize the importance of the power of the voice mm. yes and i think also you know i when i'm always present i always have a glass of water ready nearby um, so you know you don't get dehydrated and that can affect the, the, the you know the, the tone of the voice as well absolutely and, you know, when should we perhaps use audio instead of video? You know, just I know we touched on a little bit earlier about the benefits of video, but is there one benefit against the other, do you think, instead of maybe just picking up the phone and instead of using video? Uh, well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I guess with audio, uh, the... The pros would be, and I know people, I've got colleagues uh, who, who really only work on the phone when they're, well, I know, for example, a, 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 a counsellor friend of mine, therapist actually, who, who really only likes to use the phone when speaking with her clients. So I think a, a pro or an advantage of using audio would be that you can focus really on the voice only. Mm, and clearly there, are no, clearly, clearly there are no distractions. <laughs> but of course, the reverse of that would be a, a, a con or something slightly against using audio would be that you've got to keep the voice modulated. Because if, it's a very, if you have a very monotone voice, then uh, that's, that, that, that can be challenging because it's not, obviously not as interesting to listen to. But I think with video... I think the pros, there are many. I mean, clearly you can, the idea that you can actually see or present or talk to, meet with huge volumes of people, you know, uh, I've, forgotten what the, I've forgotten what the maximum is according to the platform you're using. 
but you can get to a very, very large number of people. Mm. Obviously, you can see facial expressions, you can read body language a little better. And it's and of course it's 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 better for the environment. Using yeah. video, I guess. The cons would be something that I mentioned earlier. I think the te technology can be an issue, and I think, as I said, you have to be very disciplined. No, thank you for that. And, and really, just um, coming to my last question today is, you know, how can we adapt and change our performance with different technology, i.e., when presenting slides? You know, should we use slides at all? I know you've you've, you've made a comment earlier about that, but just what's your view on the on the different types of technology that we can use to perform and, and, and present around anything you want to add on presenting slides? Well, as I've said, <laughs> said earlier, I'm not, I'm not the greatest advocate of slides. I don't use slides in the training uh, that, 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 that we deliver. I think it depends a little bit, actually, on which platform you're using. And there are people colleagues of mine, connections of mine that I see use slides very effectively. But I just think you've got to be careful about what we actually see. And we've got to remember that while slides can enhance a presentation or a talk or whatever it happens to be, a webinar, I do think that you need to remember that it's you giving the performance not the slides in That's other good. words they must in other words they must support you so my very ge general generic comment would be use as few as possible again less is more and and i would consider using other tools as again i know some of my colleagues do like like props and other things to 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 assist you but i've just noticed with a I've attended a few now where people have used slides and depending on the platform, you know, you disappear as a sort of thumbnail image in the corner of the big screen. The slide takes over the majority of what we see and therefore your performance is, is completely diminished. If you can find a way, as some of my colleagues have done, of sharing the screen time with your slide, then I think, then I think that is preferable. But again, I've noticed with some presentations, it's, it's very difficult to read what's on the slide because it's that much smaller than it would otherwise appear to be. So I, I just use less in, in, in my view and remember that it's you leading what it is you're doing, not the slides. Yeah, I think that's great advice there, Duncan, about you leading it, isn't it? Um, and as, as you know, I use slides and I find them very useful, but it's just about making sure that remember that you are leading the presentation, not the slides. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Duncan, well, thank you so much for joining us today. And I hopefully everyone's had some really useful tips there. And, you know, I think video, well, video is here to stay. There's going to, uh, obviously, Generally, there's been a real change there in communication and um, some more remote working is going to, going to occur. So um, I hope everyone's found that useful and uh, join me uh, hopefully for my next podcast. Um, but thank you again. Take care.